Hey all, this is Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society. If you're looking for unique handcrafted cryptid creations, check out Cryptid Comforts. They specialize in handcrafted stuffed toys, but offer so much more than that. She sells enamel pins, clay creations, acrylic keychains, stickers, and special for this holiday season. <laughs> season. Season. Sipowitz. Okay. And special for this holiday season, she's got handmade Krampus stockings and Krampus stuffies. But hurry, they're running out, and those items sell exclusively in her Etsy shop. Check out her Instagram, at cryptid underscore comforts, for links to her Etsy shop, or just search cryptid comfort shop on Etsy. She also has all her other stuffed toys and more available on cryptidcomforts.com. Cryptid comforts for all your creature needs. Also, she's going to be on the podcast uh, next week, uh, and her story is awesome. Uh, hey, all right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society where for $5 a month you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout-out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card-carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of in search of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. All right, get ready for a fun episode. We've got Lisa Russell from Cryptid Comforts. Uh, you may know her from Etsy. Uh, she's got those amazing uh, plushies of Mothman and so many more West Virginia cryptids. But she's got quite the story to tell as well. You're really going to enjoy it. And also, you're probably going to learn a lot about unicorns. I didn't know a lot about unicorns, and I definitely know a lot about unicorns after this episode anyways sit back relax and enjoy this episode of the bigfoot society podcast all right well thanks for coming back to the bigfoot society podcast i have lisa russell from cryptid comforts uh with me on the podcast which is awesome so nice to meet you lisa so nice to be here <laughs> I'm so distracted by the amazing posters you have on, on your back wall. This, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this you're is, on the, yeah, this is my craft room. So I put oh, all of cool. my, you know, fun cryptid stuff back here to, uh, you know, keep me happy while I craft. I love it. So go ahead and uh, <laughs> tell a little bit about uh, who, who it is you are and what you do, Lisa. What is cryptid okay. comforts? 
I am Lisa Russell of Cryptic Comforts. I created mm-hmm. the business. Uh, it's just me. Um, occasionally people help me out to be nice, but I'm the only actual person who uh, creates the stuff. I specialize in making cryptid themed stuffed toys and uh, some clay stuff, but stuffed toys is kind of my niche thing. And uh, I do those and let's hold one up. <laughs> for those of you who got the visual on that um, yeah, yeah yeah you're really gonna have so, to watch the youtube version of this once i once i get it up but yeah that yeah. that was uh that was <laughs> awesome uh, so i make i make lots of stuffed toys and then i take the pictures of those and do design work using the photos of those for like stickers and enamel keychain yeah. or enamel pins acrylic keychains and stuff like that so all of my design work comes from my stuffies. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. You've got uh, uh, patches. Uh, you've got a, a few patches I too. I just as well, started right? doing those. Yeah. I got an embroidery machine uh, back in, I think, July and have been starting to do the patches. I just uh, am working on some Grafton Monster mm-hmm. ones right nice. now. Um, so yeah, I just started doing all of that. I just sent off a, a big order to the Mothman Museum, which included oh, a bunch of my new patches. So they'll have so cool. a, a few of those. They got the Sheep Squatch, one of the Flatwoods Monsters, and one of the Mothmen. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. Ha- well, so first off, do you so you make everything by hand then? I do. So the embroidered wow. patches, I have an embroidery machine, so I'm not like hand embroidering each. That would be insane. Yeah. Um, but I program uh, the stitch design and then uh, and those are all also from photos of my stuffies. So mm. each embroidery design, like I break it down on different photo programs. I have to put it through like three different photo programs to break it down to a level where I can then get it into a stitch pattern to make a design for the embroidery oh wow that's yeah interesting yeah so there's a lot of work that goes into this then sounds like it is an interesting process and probably if i was more like better at tech and you know knew how to do stuff it wouldn't be as hard but i'm learning <laughs> i'm learning i just got a 3d printer and that's uh I tried to print something that. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was a disaster. But a lot of people jumped in and offered to uh, help me learn. And my father is actually going to be helping me too. He uh, oh, designed cool. wheel covers for his job way back. And now he's retired and has nothing better to do than help me. So wow. he uh, he's getting himself the same 3D printer so that he can start working oh, on design smart. work and printing okay. stuff and help me learn okay. that. Yeah. That is cool. So, that is cool. And it'll be fun um, to have a little father-daughter project. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I could so definitely see what he's doing there. That's smart on his part. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, I'm excited. Kid. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what's your What's your most popular cryptid uh, plushie that you you sell? I'm kind um, of curious on that. Well, it kind of comes in waves. Like really? lately, the Grafton Monster's been selling a mm. bunch. And I'm not Mm. sure exactly what the popularity of the Grafton Monster sudden that sudden uptick, but I think it's also that my Grafton Monster is adorable. It really is super squishy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But typically it was Bigfoot for a while and Mm -hmm. then it was Mothman and then Uh the Fresno Nightwalker Mm -hmm. and 
so yeah but now it seems like grafton monster is having his heyday so which he's one of the newer ones that i've started making so it's really hard to gauge too because i keep adding more to what i do when i first started this it was just like bigfoot yeti mothman Mm. and now i'm building more and more i have like 16 or 17 different ones that i do now wow really yeah yeah that's i didn't know it was that many that's awesome yeah i do a lot um yeah quite a few different ones and i've added a lot this year like what i had when i went on tour last year i think i had six different ones and so i definitely because you know this year without having events (laughs) i've had nothing but yeah totally exactly so yeah interesting yeah been building up my inventory and just kind of you Mm -hmm. know creating new things all the time and some things i try and create and decide it's a fail and never come back to it (laughs) that's how you figure it out right i mean yeah, other yeah. things I just keep working on until I make it work. But uh, the tassel worm I made too and threw it out. I was like, nah, not into it. Not feeling mm. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Has there ever been a, uh, a a person that's... Has your stuff ever gotten in the hands of someone where you're like, oh, I can't believe this person has my plushie or like you're just like, wow, blown away by it's like in a certain place or like uh, anything um, like that? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to know where they end. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I think, I think Seth Breedlove might have one. I'm sure. I'm sure. Which is cool. Um, yeah. I've met him at a few events. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I almost feel like Bob Gimlin might have one. That would I'm be not, amazing. I'm not yeah. sure if, he might have had i might have given him one of my clay things when i met him okay it's hard to remember but right but yeah i've met him at a couple events too he's super cool and uh yeah i don't know that's awesome so i have met people later on like in in my life who are like oh my god i have your stuff Really? I'm like that's cool like how'd so, you get it <laughs> well yeah they met me at another event or something mm-hmm. and yep. uh yeah so that's pretty cool that's cool so you can like and you can get your stuff at different places you were saying the mothman museum so is that at different yeah. places around the u.s or primarily um, at the mothman museum well there are a few different companies that are uh selling some of my products so okay. the mothman museum definitely goes through quite a bit of my stuff which i love um they only get the west virginia cryptids in their shop from me um and most of it's mothman stuff but they do a little bit of flatwoods monster a little grafton monster on this last order that'll be coming in the next few days and a little bit of sheep squatch stuff so i'm i'm branching Mm. out getting a little more stuff (laughs) um but yeah so they they just ordered a huge order that i shipped out today was it today or yesterday? Today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, That's yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. So that should be showing up in about four days in the museum if you're wanting to go to the Mothman Museum and buy my stuff. Um, That's right. Another... So by the time you hear this, you can get them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> another place um, is an online shop called Sasquatch the Legend. Um, okay. They sell some of my stuff. And then there's this new company that I'm really excited about. Um it's thought 
I want to say it's 253. Um, that, those might be the wrong numbers. Thought 253, mm. I believe okay. is the name of the company. Okay. Um, you can find it on my Instagram. I posted about it. Um, yeah, totally. They're this new company that just uh, came up um, this past month. Um, and the idea behind it is you don't know what you're buying for someone because it's the oh. thought that counts. So you mm. answer a few questions and then okay. they you know, you set a price range, answer some questions about the recipient, and then they choose a gift. And all of the vendors that participate are Washington residents. So we all live in the state of Washington. It's just a pretty cool uh, little way to do some shopping if you don't want to have to stress over thinking, what should I get this person? It's it's an easy solution. So I'm really excited about working with them. I think that's going to be cool. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. So, uh, so you are in, uh, is it Eastern Washington or you're in yeah. the state of Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Eastern Washington in a teeny tiny little town called Waitsburg. Nice. Nice. Um, isn't it more like, uh, what, so I've been to Seattle. I know that Eastern Washington is different than oh, yeah. your Western Washington. Right? <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. although it's funny because, uh, a city folk have taken over Waitsburg now. Uh, mm. It's funny because a lot of the people that I know here lived in Seattle. I, okay. I lived in Seattle for a while. Um, I actually met my boyfriend when I lived in Seattle uh, like okay. 13 years ago. Oh, wow. And then I lived in Portland for a long time. And mm. uh, now I live in this teeny tiny town that has like less than 2000 people. So wow. it's a big, big difference. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. I grew up in a town in uh, Massachusetts with about 3000 people. I know exactly oh, yeah. what you mean. Like it's that yeah, small it's town, uh, Gilmore. Well, in New England, it'd be like Gilmore girls, probably not in <laughs> right. Washington state, but you know what I mean? Like it's small town. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. So the town right next to us is called Dixie. <laughs> if that tells you anything about the area where I live, I got gotcha, um, I, gotcha. I, I was actually talking to uh, Cliff from Finding Bigfoot. Oh, know? yeah, totally. You yeah. know that, Cliff. And I mentioned I know moving Cliff. to Waitsburg. It was like right before I was moving here. And I mentioned that I was moving to Waitsburg. And he's like, that's mm-hmm. next to Dixie, right? And I was like, how the <laughs> hell do you know Dixie? And uh, apparently there had been Bigfoot sightings. I was Dixie. just going to say, yeah. If Cliff so, knows about it, it's probably Bigfoot land. Exactly. So I was like, really, of all the places to know, you know, Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like Dixie's smaller than Waitsburg. This is crazy. So have you seen like anything weird out there then? or I haven't, but I also haven't really gotten an opportunity to do much hiking since I got out here. Okay. So, I mean, most of the trails have been closed most of this year and oh okay yeah yeah yeah. makes sense yep yeah totally totally so let's talk about uh you were you had a time in portland and you mentioned something in a message to me that i thought was very i'm just gonna have you tell you what it is or you tell me what it is because i don't have to read it so oh okay so uh yeah i lived in portland for a very long time and i used to well i guess i kind of still do you? I teach for a summer discovery program at the Portland okay. Jewish Academy mm. and the program's amazing. And uh, the great thing about it is teachers get to create their own curriculum and come up mm. with whatever classes they want. I mean, sometimes okay. classes are assigned, but I always 
made up my own. But my most popular class that I did there was a cryptozoology class for kids. I love it. Uh, called Unicorns, Dragons, and Bigfoots. Oh my. <laughs> and it got so popular that I actually started the second class called Krakens, Mermaids, and Sea Monsters. Oh my. Wow. Uh, yeah. So the kids are really into their cryptids there. And we've had a lot of fun in those classes. We basically, we, I tell them stories and uh, then we make projects based on whatever cryptid we're talking about that day. Um, most days we try to cover at least two cryptids. Um, but I like going into the history. Like that's how it started. I went into the history of like unicorns and talk about the Elasmus theorem and how that's the actual wow. real unicorn. And, you know, the fact that unicorns are mentioned in the King James version of the Bible and all kinds of weird stuff like that. I uh, One year I got to have a guest speaker come in and tell them about his encounter with Bigfoot, which wow. was really cool. And I mean, to have a group of small children sit so quiet, so mm -hmm. still for an hour listening to someone talk is amazing. That has never happened before. And they were all <laughs> thoroughly invested in, in what he had to say, which was really cool. So yeah, we have that. a lot of fun with it. So you have a whole curriculum, like you've made a curriculum then. Oh yeah. And I change it every year that I've done the class. So I did the class three or four years in a row. Um, and uh, yeah, I changed the curriculum every year. So, I mean, some years, like we always, because the name of it is Unicorns, Dragons, and Bigfoots, we always talk about those three mm -hmm. specifically, but then sure. I, I switch it up and talk about other cryptids each year. So uh, the first year we did it, we talked about jackalopes and Mothman. Oh and, man, yeah. I love it. Uh, wow. Then, you know, I've talked about Fresno Nightwalkers and showed them the weird videos and we made stuffies and uh, we've talked about like wampus oh cats and all kinds of weird creatures. Um, and yeah, I bring in books and the kids will explore and pick things out of the book that they want to talk about. And yeah, it's fun. I love it. They, um, I have this weird entrepreneur side. So my mind is always thinking about like, stuff like so do you know there's a website called teacher teacherspayteachers.com where you can like yes and actually curriculum? do you have I stuff have up there items on there I yes do. good I have, good uh, like, i'm so glad you do word searches and yes. stuff on there i'm gonna oh man i'm looking into that for my kid <laughs> i love <laughs> well, i'll it. just send them to you i can send All you right. the uh, word searches that's you don't cool. have to pay the dollar for them. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I'm glad that you're doing that. That's a super smart move. Um, yeah. Man. Oh, speaking of Portland. So um, I believe it was you that I, I saw this on your feed. Uh, the Crypto Zoo. In yes. Holy oh, God, mackerel. that was so cool. So there's this yeah. local artist um, in Portland, uh, and he just sets all this up in his yard. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, it's really cool. Like I made the trip out to Portland. It's only like a four, four and a half hour drive from, from okay. where I live to Portland. So I drove out there just to see the crypto zoo because totally. I was following him on Instagram and I'm like, of course this would happen after I move away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got to go out there and I actually, uh, I keep in touch with one of my former students from that cryptid class and I told her oh, wow. about it. So I hope she got out to go see it too. Totally. Um, but yeah, I got to uh, 
go and enjoy it. Unfortunately, I was a little pressed for time when I went, but I got a chance to talk to the artist and he's amazing. And just, they were so, Mike Bennett. Yeah. 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 They were so cool. Mm. I mean, he really loves what he's doing. And it's so cool. Yeah. And it's just, you can really tell. Yeah. I, uh, I had read that they're turning it into a permanent exhibit in Portland at, uh, Oh, Oh, cool. I don't remember where, but, I think like somewhere downtown at one of the parks, they're doing like a permanent exhibit of it. So yeah, hopefully uh, everyone will get a chance to go see it because it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Portland uh, once for a week uh, about, oh man, what was it? Five years ago? No, five or six. And um, man, yeah, we fell in love with it. I know it's expensive out there, but it's beautiful. It's changed a lot. Okay. It's not, what it was then it's really it's not it's gotten seriously bad. Uh, since I mean, five years ago oh yeah oh, oh yeah. no i mean not only has oh, traffic no. increased significantly like it would take me 15 minutes to get to work in the morning and an mm. hour and a half to get home in the evening Whoa. um that's how bad traffic had gotten and wow. then you've got the homeless population that's just everywhere now i mean there are homeless camps literally covering the city um trash everywhere it's gotten it's gotten kind of bad yeah and i mean that's not even talking about the riots that are going on all the time now yeah yeah it's It's a crazy (laughs) world thank goodness we have uh squishy cryptids to you know just (laughs) like squish the cryptid and i'm glad to be in a small town this year for (laughs) sure yeah yeah, I live in Iowa. It's pretty. It's pretty nice yeah. to live in Iowa right now. Well, except for the fact that um, we're out of control with COVID. But besides well, that, it's yeah, you okay. gotta stay in, <laughs> and if you go out, wear yeah. masks, stay away from everyone. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the but, same everywhere right now. It's oh, getting worse every day. <clears throat> yep. Um. I so question for you. Have you always been into cryptids then, or how did this uh, love start well, for cryptids? That's a great question. So it actually all started with the class that I was teaching at the J. And uh, oh. it it began actually somewhat. So I'm a unicorn girl. Always have okay. been. You know, the kind of girl who will prance around in a unicorn horn just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I'm that girl. And uh so I had one of my, uh, I was working at the coffee shop at, in the same building as the school um, okay. at, at the, uh, the Jewish uh, center. And I, uh, one of my regular customers suggest who knew that I also was teaching suggested that I teach a class about unicorns. And I was like, mm, that seems <laughs> like, you know, okay. Unicorns are great and all, but a full class about unicorns, which later another teacher did whatever she stole my shit but i don't care it's no. cool it's cool it's cool you can't now, do that was, when you know the teacher just when you're was, going to the website she was right? teaching the little bitty kids and i don't oh, teach little bitty kids well, so it was still. okay i i even gave her some of my supplies it's oh, all good nice but nice. but i thought a class just on unicorns wasn't really gonna grab a lot of other kids it was going to kind of exclude just the unicorn kids and okay so i i didn't want that so i wanted something more encompassing of, of mm. all strangeness and uh so i decided to go with unicorns dragons and bigfoots and so then cool. i started researching you know the history of these things and what it is that you know makes these things so relevant today mm. when 
clearly, I mean, especially like we're all, don't tell the kids, but we're all sure that unicorns don't really look like a horse with a horn on their head. It's not a thing. Really? Oh no. I know. I'm going to go bold and say, I don't believe that that is a thing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, um, However, I think the unicorns in history are the Elasmus Therium, as I mentioned before, which look more like, for those who don't know, like a big furry, woolly mammoth rhino thing with a giant oh, horn. Yeah, in the totally. Head. Yeah, yeah, the I know what you're Siberian talking about. The Siberian unicorn yeah. is, uh, but yeah, I think that that's what the unicorn actually was when, you know, wow. people talk about it. And I think it's like pl- playing a game of telephone. You know, you tell someone mm-hmm. something and then as more and more people share it, it changes. And I think, you know, you talk about, I saw this majestic beast that was truly remarkable and it had this right. giant horn. And as things you think, well, a majestic beast, you think more mm, a horse rather than a rhinoceros that's furry. Like, so exactly. I can see how that may have over time evolved into what we now know and i mean with you know barnum and bailey's making unicorns out of goats Mm -hmm. and crazy stuff so yeah uh that's that's all very interesting um wow but yeah so researching and learning things like this which you know the more i delved into things like that the more i started getting into other cryptids and things like that like i was familiar with mothman Mm -hmm. um but not to the point I am now by any means. And so I, uh, I started listening to podcasts, you know, to learn about things. And I got hooked on this one podcast called the hidden creatures podcast, which I don't think exists Uh, anymore. uh, Edward um, way. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry. Okay. okay. Edward way. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, it was years ago. Um, and it seemed to just kind of stop. Um, he was really great though. Um, but if you go back and listen to the Mothman episode, my name is mentioned just because I'm the one who suggested that he do an episode on Mothman. That's awesome. So, so yeah. So I started listening to podcasts, learning more and getting more and more into it. And that the first year I did that class also coincided with the first year of the Oregon Bigfoot festival. Mm. So, I signed up for that. I was like, cool, I'll be a vendor there. Cause I was making stuff before cryptids. I started off making sock animals and actual like other animals. Oh really? Um, So I, yeah, Mm. uh, that's a whole thing. (laughs) So yeah, it all started many years before I got into cryptids, but the cryptid overtook everything in my life. And uh, I started, started having more fun doing that. And for a while I was doing both. Um, I was trying to run, so my old company was called in a stitch. And so I'm sure out there in the, you know, internet somewhere, there's probably still evidence of in a stitch existing. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. And so I did that for years. And then, uh, once I started getting into the cryptids, it was, I want to say 2017 when I came up with the name cryptid comforts. And, uh, that was because I wanted to focus all of my energy on cryptid themed items, but I didn't want to limit myself to just sewing. I wanted to make Mm. all sorts of stuff for a while. I was making bath products. I did bath bombs and bath salts and stuff for, for a little bit and candles. Like I've done a lot of weird stuff that, cause I just like to experiment and make stuff and craft and play around. And I mean, eventually, you know, I kind of honed in on what I actually wanted 
to do and where my focus would be. And that just went back to the stuffies because that's, that's my bread and butter. That's what I like. That's very cool. That is very cool. So were you making cryptid sock animals then for a while or? I did a couple Bigfoot sock animals. Oh Um, man. Really? Yeah. Those are out in the world somewhere. Um, I also did needle felting for a while and I did some really cool needle felted Bigfoots. Um, Yeah. Those were kind of cool. I almost feel like I'm probably going to go on a tangent later tonight and try to find like (laughs) pictures of, is it like Bigfoot as a sock monkey? Is that what it is? Like I'm trying to picture it. I mean, sort of. So I used fur like around the face and did kind of a fur thing, um, but then the face on it. Yeah. My Bigfoots have evolved very much and changed a lot over the years Mm. of, you know, and some of my cryptids stay the same forever and others evolve and change and get better, hopefully better. not worse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So trying, uh, I always try to, you know, make sure that I'm making them the best that I can. And the one thing that I, even though I know I can make a different version of Mothman, that would be maybe even better than the one that I make, but I'm so stuck on the one that I make because I feel like that's kind of my staple. He's become my logo. And so I don't want to change him. And I think that if you were to change him, there would be a, a few people that would say like, Oh, don't change our moth, man. Like it's a very right. unique take on it. And I, I really like it. Like it's cool. And for cool me, take. it was, you know, totally going on just the descriptions, a big mm. black creature with a giant wingspan with bright glowing red eyes. And sure. yet you see most of the Mothman with like antennas and stuff. And they're so cute like that, but that wasn't in the description or at least none that I've seen with the antenna, but I really do mm. like the way those look. And I think they're super cute. And other people are making Mothman stuff. that I'm like, Oh, that's so much cuter than what I make, but, but not the same, not, the, not same. the same. And I mean, that's awesome yeah. too, that I love looking yeah. at what other creative people are doing, mm-hmm. making these same items that I make, but they all look different and everyone has their own take and it's really fun to see what other people do with it. Totally. I agree. Have you noticed, um, this Mothman has gotten extremely popular over the last few years, correct? Like, so I'm pretty new into this space. Yeah. With, uh, you know, the video game, um, Oh, Fallout, Fallout. Yeah, 76, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, which I've never played the game or anything, I but either. I did notice like when I started hearing about that, like it seemed like more and more kids were getting into it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, I mean, meeting those people at the Mothman Festival last year who, you know, had got into cryptids because of that game that was kind of cool. cool. And yeah. and definitely the children who are into it now, I think a lot of them learned about it from the game so i mean that game has certainly done great for you know cryptid businesses all over totally totally i mean anything that adds to the popularity of cryptids is all right by me that's right i agree totally let's um i had a a bigfoot question come into my head just for a few minutes so if you don't mind, so what is your what are your thoughts on like when you think of like Bigfoot? Okay. So what are you thinking? Like, what's your take on Bigfoot? What do you think? What's my take on Bigfoot? And there's well, no judging on this podcast, like everything so, like all kinds. 
I want Bigfoot to be real. And okay. I mean, there seems to be a lot of evidence pointing towards that. I mean, there are so many different sightings. They're so mm. similar that it seems like this has to be something that exists or existed at one point. Um, my boyfriend has a take that they were a thing, but they don't exist anymore. Interesting. They went extinct. Okay. Um, but and for me, and I know there's still a lot of skepticism about it, but the Patterson Gimlin film is still to me, it's it's compelling. It's so and good. to hear Bob Gimlin talk about it, mm. like I don't doubt anything that he says. And so okay. if that was, you know, a con. I don't think he was in on it by any means. I feel like, you know, because he seems to fully believe. And I mean, he was not in this world for a long time. Like he got, he was like, nope, don't want anything to do with it. I'm out. Mm. And, you know, he just in the past few years started like making appearances again. And so I think the fact that, you know, he was, he was kind of shaken by it Mm -hmm. lends itself to being a little more real to me. Um, But yeah, there's, it's hard to, say that that video is a fake and i know a lot of people say it i even heard seth Reed love say it on your podcast uh, Whoa. <laughs> that's yeah. one of my favorite sound bites so much i was like because it's really funny this is gonna get self-referential for a bit but it's really funny because i don't realize what he said at first and then i'm like wait seth are you kidding me <laughs> Like, come on, dude. And then it's like, oh. I would have loved to be in the back of the car when him and Mark are going back and forth and like, no, it's real. Right? No, it's fake. <laughs> well, and I mean, the bottom line is, I don't know. And I I want all the cryptids to be real. And oh, yeah. I, right. But yeah. I also like I was having this deep conversation with my sister recently about it, which my sister only knows what cryptids are because of me which is hilarious but so somehow we got into the discussion (laughs) where we ultimately ended up deciding that all cryptids are aliens (laughs) wow i don't know you imagine i've never heard that take on it that's cool i like it i did have a guy once tell me at an event that he saw bigfoot appear out of a floating orb i've heard that a few times from different people yep i've i've heard some interesting theories um and i've met some very interesting people at Bigfoot events. I bet. I can't wait until I can go to my first one. I really oh, can't man. wait. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Some some who are, you know, very nice and lovely, and others who I'm like, oh, please back away. I need a <laughs> please space. Walk yeah. along. Walk along. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Intense. Intense is yeah. A I've done cool some really awful Bigfoot events and some really great ones too. So, but I mean, the cryptid event world is so fun. I just ah, I love yeah. going to those events and even like the worst event that I ever did, mm-hmm. which was uh, uh, the yeah. East. No, I'm gonna say it. You're gonna the, say- East, <laughs> the East Tennessee Bigfoot Conference. It was horrible, <laughs> but but. It was also one of you heard the best events first. for people that I met because I okay. got to meet I got to meet two people who I am still like friends with because of that event and uh, Omi from Creep Geeks podcast and oh uh, yeah Robin from Mystic Novelty Company they were yeah. both there and they were vendors and yep. I got to be friends with them and that makes that event totally worth it the event itself was awful but the folks I get to meet at the events always make it worth it. So in, in some ways you're saying it's probably the best event you've ever been to, maybe. 
Just kidding. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, it was bad. Like, mm, I should well. not be losing money on a Bigfoot event. Just saying. It was, mm. yeah, it was not, okay. not a good event. But because there were no customers or anybody at the event, we got plenty of time to talk to each other and get to know each other. So that was fun. And- you know, it's all about like, uh, like we have the Van Meter Visitor Festival about 20 minutes I know, from where I want to go to that yeah. one. And it's all about like the connections you make. Like oh, my yeah. buddy Andrew and I, the first time we went and we like bump into the uh, Steve Ward and we had no idea who he was. But like he's Steve Ward is kind of uh, he's high he's the high strangeness dude when it comes to mothman and like he's pretty involved with the mothman festival but like he also comes out to our our uh van meter festival a van meter visitor festival and like so all of a sudden this guy just goes goes off for an hour and a half about mothman we're like what is even happening like we love this this is so good (laughs) but um it's like the people you meet at these uh, things are so it's so cool exactly it's a a place where like you can it's a safe place. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. like someone be like, oh, you're you're dumb for thinking this and blah, blah, blah. Like, exactly. It's, We're it's all cool, dorks you know? and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I yep. love about those events is like-minded people who just are there to have fun and enjoy it. And totally. you meet all sorts of cool people. And yeah, I really love doing events just for that aspect of it. But also, you know, making money aspect is is good too well yeah i mean i don't know is this your uh is this your full-time gig uh crypto conference uh sort of so i have sort of? okay. i have a part i have a part-time job here in town i actually work at okay. a coffee shop the coffee oh. shop in town um and i work which is directly behind my house very convenient that's nice <laughs> and they are awesome because they allow me the flexibility because when they hired me mm. they thought i was going to be on tour for you know two and a half three months and that I was going to be gone pretty much every other weekend all year, which obviously none of that happened, but they thought it was, <laughs> right. and they hired right. me knowing all of that because they fully support it. It's owned by an artist. Um, awesome. So, you know, they really respect that. And during all this COVID nonsense, um, they actually had all my stuff. He's hanging on the wall there for wow. a couple months. Um, and so we were selling my stuff there which was great and it went really well. Um, So yeah, they're really, really supportive of, of this business and uh, they understand that it's the priority. Mm. So I, I love that because most jobs would not. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I find it. I'm very fortunate to have, have this as my part-time gig and you know i was full-time there for a while and i had to step back because i was getting orders and just busy and wanting to focus on this and they totally were like yeah no problem that is so, so. cool like yeah good good for them that's awesome. yeah and we've been lucky we've been able to stay somewhat open during all of this um so the state mm-hmm. just shut shut everything down again so there's no mm-hmm. indoor dining yep. um yep. so we went back to window service so okay yeah, but we're making it work and yeah. I love doing, it. Doing pretty good there. So you are uh you're a barista then? Yes. Do you have a uh, a favorite uh drink to make or uh uh I like make I like experimenting. So okay. I uh I like having fun with drinks. One of the drinks that we have at the coffee shop that is fun to make though is a uh, Florida. It's mm. orange peel 
vanilla syrup, soda water, and espresso. Interesting. It has kind of an explosive effect. And the faster you pour the espresso in, the more it foams up. It's, it's a lot cool. of fun. I love it. It's like a science experiment. Yeah, it's good. good you stuff. should make uh, cryptid themed drinks. That would be cool. I have made yeah, rainbow okay. drinks before oh, uh, nice. at my old coffee shop in Portland. I did uh, a rainbow themed drink for a minute there as I was experimenting with things to make with my kids in my other class. I do a science, a food based science class also. Uh, called oh cool uh, play uh what was it uh play with your food and eat your science yeah nice oh that's so cool man yeah yeah so that that one uh we had a it was all food-based science experiments and that was another popular class i did yeah that is so cool i love it yeah man um oh cryptid Oh, are you there? Oh, we're good. Yeah, sorry. Cool. I dropped my, I bumped it. And, yeah. <laughs> the YouTube audience is like, oh, we're in a theme park ride. It's great. There we go. All better. Tell me about, so you mentioned that you go on cryptid tours. What are cryptid tours? Uh, so because I live in the state of Washington, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have some Bigfoot events out here and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Sasquatch Summit, the Oregon Bigfoot Festival. Um, yeah. There was another one on the coast uh, last year that was a Cliff and Bobo thing. Um, I can't remember what we called that one. I think it was like Bigfoot at the Beach or something like that. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I so I did that, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so I do, you know, a bunch out here. Um, the International Bigfoot Conference and Film Festival in Kennewick. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Russell Accord would be a great person for you to interview sometime too. He's really nice. Don't um, I know? Don't I know it? <laughs> I'm just. Gonna, yeah. I, I, I think I. I think I've asked. I think we might be going back and forth on that. Oh, okay. I think so. But I agree with you. Yes, he would yeah. be, and hopefully it will happen in the future. <laughs> yeah, and I was bummed when he canceled that event uh, in oh, 2019. Yeah. Um, but so. I was working, uh, I had moved out to, you know, Eastern Washington and started working in an after-school program Mm -hmm. uh, for the Boys and Girls Club and was miserable. I absolutely Mm. hated it and I quit in the middle of the school year, which I never thought I would do. Um, So then I was kind of like, oh, what do I want to do? And I started scheduling trips back to Portland to work there go back to PJA and, and teach. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sub in whenever I could be in town. And then I went back for the summer to teach, but then I started thinking about actually, okay. So here's how it originated. Okay. The tour. Um, okay. My boyfriend who uh, we've been together like almost 14 years now. Yeah, and uh, that's crazy. So yeah. it seems weird even saying boyfriend, it's, it's right. something a little more than that, but so we've been <laughs> together forever and he was suggesting um that this was last last year i guess it was in 2018 when we had this conversation and uh, he suggested that for our anniversary we do a trip and go to the mothman festival oh what a guy and so of course um my brain starts spinning and i was like well if i'm going to the mothman festival i want to be a vendor at the mothman festival Heck yeah. and then i was like that's on the other side of the country though. How do I make that work? And so then I started looking into it and I was like, Oh, I could totally do that. I can Mm -hmm. be a vendor at the Mothman festival. And 
So I figured it out. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to be a vendor at the Mothman Festival, I might as well just stay out on that side of the country for a few months and do a lot of other events. Wow. So once I started seeing things like CryptidCon and, you know, different Mm -hmm. Bigfoot festivals and all this stuff just like lining up, I was like, okay. So I planned an entire tour. I did six events in eight weeks and Nashville, which is where my family is, was my home base. And so I would just travel from Nashville to events each weekend. Mm. And uh, my mom or my sister would come with me. So what started off as, you know, my boyfriend's very sweet gesture of taking me to the Mothman Festival ended up me abandoning him on our anniversary and his birthday uh, to go on Wow. What a guy. What a Um, guy. Yeah. So moral of the story, I'm a horrible girlfriend. (laughs) But he's still around. So he's still around and he around. is very supportive of, of crypto converts. Awesome. And, but yeah, he tries to do something sweet and all of a sudden I'm like, and then I made him work the Mothman festival. So I was like, well, you can still come uh, and we'll still make it our anniversary trip, but you gotta work my table. Oh my goodness. What? That is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. He doesn't enjoy these things like I do. So yeah, he was not having as much fun with it. <laughs> How funny is that? So, so cryptid tours are literally you plotting out uh, different cryptid themed events that you could be a vendor. Yes. Yes. And so this year I had planned, I had more events lined up this year than I've ever had in the past. And I had, my tour was supposed to be eight events um, in 10 weeks, my Southern tour. And then I had events every other week in, you know, Washington or Oregon. Uh, pretty much all year round (laughs) and then, you know, doing three months out there. Uh, and then everything got ruined. Yeah. And and then heartbreaking every, every event as they were coming in that they were canceled. Like I would get so upset and I'd start crying, Mm. get all like worked up. I'm like, no. And then I was like, as I was getting closer, I was like, but it'll all be over hopefully, you know, before my tour, so I'll still get to do that. And then as it became clear that this wasn't going away and no, they started totally canceling not. those events, totally I was like, all right. It's like once Mothman Festival called it, I was like, yep, tours off. But next year, Mothman Festival is going to be like a really big deal. One, because if. people didn't go. Well, don't say if, don't jinx it. But um, because yeah. if. Uh, well, now I'm saying if, um, because people didn't go this year, but also it's a big anniversary. It's the 20, year for it. Well, it's the tw- yeah, it was supposed to be the 20th anniversary this of year. The festival, uh, right? uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, they had to put off the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been so yeah. perfect, though, having the 20th anniversary in 2020. That would have been nuts. Yeah. Oh, it would have been awesome. Totally. But- yeah hopefully in 2021 and other cool events that i've already got planned for 2021 that i well that i had planned for this year so uh i'm i'm branching out a little outside of just cryptid themed events and also Mm, doing a few horror themed events and things like that so branching out it was actually recommended to me i did zombie fest last year in oneida tennessee really that one Unfortunately, the weather took a weird turn and it was an outdoor event and it froze the night before for the first, (laughs) like it went from 80 degrees to 40 overnight. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Yeah, it definitely made the turnout not so good, but that event Mm. 
was so cool. Like the live really? music, the costume contest. And so I met some really cool people while I was at that event too. And uh, Blake Best, who um, he's a writer. He did um, this really cool uh, book uh, called Behind the Screams. Okay. And uh, so... Yeah, I met him at that event, and he's the one who suggested that I do CreepyCon in Knoxville. Uh-huh. And um, so I was like, hmm, interesting. Never really thought about my stuff at that kind of an event. And so I signed up for CreepyCon, which I was really excited about. Nice. Um, and also excited to see, you know, Blake and his wife, Elisa, again, because they were so cool. Um, but so hopefully 2021. And so, and also right. the, dark, the Dark History and Horror Con in Whoa. champaign illinois oh uh, that's my neck of the woods kind of nice I okay, friends, okay. I have friends who live in champaign so i was like oh that's yeah. perfect um so yeah i was going to do that one as well so and i was going to do the flatwoods monster festival and of course mothman again and mm-hmm. i there was a oh the fowler um mm. Fowler, Indiana had an event. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember now all the ones I signed up. Oh, the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin one, the Kelly Little oh, Green Mendes. I was going to yes. do that. Yes. So, yeah, all those fun events that uh, Man, actually, that's, what's funny, that's so sucks. the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin one was actually the same weekend as CreepyCon. So I wasn't technically going to be at that event, but I was still going to do it. I was sending my sister and my niece to Smart. run my booth. Yep. yep. So yeah, my I, I'm trying to turn it into a family business. It, I mean, hey, if you can if you can do it, why not? Like that's cool. I mean, that is cool. Yeah. Spread yourself I, out. Definitely. When I was in town, my mom was helping me like stuff things, and my sister tried <laughs> to help me stuff things, but she couldn't get it right. She was either yeah. stuffing them way too full or way less, and I was like, "All right, you're fired." But you don't I, want I it to be messed up, yeah. I but she was great with sales, so I took her to an there event, and she did great at the event. She went to uh, the. Bigfoot event in North Carolina, the Marion mm-hmm. one. Um, yep, that yep. was fun. Um, yep. So she went to that one with me and did a great job with sales. So sales are her strong point, not so making stuff. For people that, let's say, they've never gotten to go to a cryptid uh, festival, cryptid theme festival, what are your like top five that are like, you got to go to these? Like these Well, the Mothman Festival, obviously. Obviously. It's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. It's where, you know, people come in costumes and it's so exciting. Um, totally. You know, there's just a lot going on that weekend and it's the entire town is really involved in it, which is cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my phone apparently has gone into low power mode. Um, let, me plug, let me plug in real quick. All it's, right, I'll give you a few minutes. Oh. Uh, Boo boo. <laughs> I dropped it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You're good. Awesome. Nope. Ah, oh, crap. Hang on. <laughs> oh, now my com. Well, I guess I don't need my computer plugged in anymore. I'm not using it. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. Okay. Hey. All right. Cool. Cool. Too many cords. Uh. All right. What was I saying? Oh. Oh. Uh, five top five. Okay. Mothman, uh, okay. Cryptid Con, Ooh. 
CryptidCon was so much fun. And I got to be uh, direct directly across from the uh, Monsters Among Us, uh, Cryptid oh, Crate, yeah. and Seth Breedlove. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. cool. So I was, and my mom went with to me with for that one, which was so nice having mom there. And yeah, yeah, I think uh, mom was a little surprised and didn't know what she was getting herself into. And she's like, wow, these people really like what you're doing. I was like, yeah, yeah, we. We have this thing. It's 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 love of cryptids and how yeah, cool is it? Your mom you got to see it, but... that though. You know. Oh yeah, and like to she see how, ended yeah. up having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, she went to another event with me that was not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> that one was uh, awful, also. Uh, but anyway, um, so top five good ones though. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, focus yeah. on. Let's yeah. not do top five bad ones. <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, okay. So CryptidCon was number two. Um, The Oregon Bigfoot Festival. I've done Mm. that three years now, and I always have a lot of fun with that. Okay. Um, The UFO Festival in McMinnville, I was just thinking of that. Yeah. I hear that that was awesome. That one is awesome. It was, although the, the time that i did i've only been able to do that one one year and a Mm -hmm. horrible storm came through and started knocking everyone's booths over oh geez so we had to call it an early day but it's so funny like the storm is coming through we're all holding our tents down so like i've got one corner of the tent my friend brandy's got the other corner and we're holding it in place (laughs) as you know like stuff's getting wet and we're trying to cover things and like everybody's running crazy and people are still coming up buying things i was like that's awesome Okay, I'm like, yeah. hold my tent and I'll get your change. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh sure. Yeah. So yeah, that was that event up until the storm was really cool though. Um and unfortunately at these events I'm I'm stuck, you know, behind my table and don't get to do all the fun activities. Um oh, that's true. Yeah. But then okay, International Bigfoot Conference and Film Festival was really awesome. Um mm-hmm. And hopefully Russell will be able to get that together again. Um, and I mean, he had valid reason for canceling in, in 2019 and 2020. So sure. I understand, you know, he was making a TV show and stuff and then a big virus. So it's not his fault. Yeah, It makes sense <laughs> that you would not be wanting to do that. Yeah, yeah. But that event was really nice and had a lot of fun with that one. And uh, okay. So that's four. And then I guess my fifth would be the zombie fast in okay. Oneida, Tennessee, even though, okay. So even though things went horribly awry the year I went and the weather was awful. And so our turnout wasn't as good. That event is so well put together. That, okay, cool. The music alone, the live band, the Spooky Ooze, which is a Knoxville <laughs> band, nice. they were rad. So, and That's the other awesome. vendors were fantastic. And so, yeah, I would say of the events I've been able to do so far, but I know I'm doing better events in the future. Well, maybe not better, but other That's events. Great. That's great. So, yeah. Good things. Good things are coming in the future. Like this has been a super fun chat. Thank you so much. Has there been um, anything that I should have asked you that I haven't asked you? Um, hmm. Not that I can think of. 
Oh, oh, something cool that's on the horizon, maybe okay. for Cryptid Comforts. I'm in okay. talks with MetaZoo Games about doing some oh, yeah. collaborative work with them. Oh, okay, so cool. we've just started talking about some things. I'm not nice. even sure it'll nice. happen, but, and I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be talking about it, but it's pretty cool. And I'm pretty excited about, uh, you know, every opportunity to do something cool with other cool people. So yeah, yeah that, that is awesome. So just let me know if I need to edit that out. <laughs> I, I'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Okay. We'll see. They didn't um, tell me not to tell anyone. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Running a podcast is so stressful. Like you have no idea because it's like, okay, I want to talk about cool stuff, but then it's like, am I going to get like some person's going to come to, you know, be like, why did you let that in the podcast? And like, that's in a TV well, show. You're not supposed to <laughs> know what I mean. But yeah. Well, I don't ever know care so, that I mentioned that I might nah. be doing something with them. Yeah, be I mean, yeah. it's not a sh- for sure thing but it's something maybe maybe uh, you guys are friends how about that sure and sometimes things come out of friendships you never know yeah. um <laughs> so thank you for coming on uh this has thank been you fun. for having me i'm sure that everyone that listens to this uh knows what cryptid comforts is but let's let's go through i i know. don't think they all do because i mean well yeah I'm but not, how can I'm they not, find like, your stuff? You are. There are so many ways to find my stuff. Uh, the first way, the most popular way would be the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am at cryptid underscore comforts. Yep. Um, and there, if you go into the profile, there's the little link tree thing, which mm-hmm. gives you the list of everywhere else you can find me too. But I'll Perfect. go ahead and tell you cryptidcomforts.com yes. has okay all of my stuffies and lots of my other stuff. Although I do exclusive stuff on my Etsy. So you want to oh, check really? out my Etsy too, because okay. there are things on my Etsy that I don't put on cryptidcomforts.com, Like oh. all of my holiday stuff. Like I've got this really okay. cool Krampus stocking. You do. It's um, awesome. And my Krampus stuffies. Yeah. I only have three Krampus stuffies left oh, for the sure. year. So um so yeah etsy definitely has some more seasonal things and some other fun stuff um it also does i do more like the grafton monster gift package there where you Mm -hmm. get a stuffy a patch and an enamel pin i do that for uh the grafton monster the fresno nightwalker and mothman i have little gift packets that i do on etsy um with multiple items um so yeah, that, that has more exclusive stuff that changes more often, whereas okay. Cryptic Comforts has, you know, most of the regular stuff. I guess that makes sense. Um, nice. And of course, there's always Facebook uh, for those of you who are old like me who still use Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> backslash Cryptic Comforts. Nice. Um, although, yeah, at Instagram seems to be what's popular with the kids these days, so... Forget that a TikTok is the way to go. You oh, need to get shit. cryptic comforts on TikTok. I keep thinking There's always about something that, new, right? But yeah. I haven't tried it. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you the cryptic okay, the cryptic community on TikTok will blow your mind because really? it is something that you have never experienced before. Huh. Like it's worth okay. 
it's worth checking it out because okay, um, I will. There's this like as there's this aesthetic thing called cryptid core, and it's like this whole like design thing based off of like cryptids and stuff. It's really wild. Like you got to check it out. I have a account okay. on there, and I've like Mothman is a huge deal um, on TikTok okay. and like. It's just it gets wild. It's worth so, checking out if you. All right, I'll time. pull the trigger yeah. on some TikTok yeah, yeah. when uh, Why not? when I get a spare second. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's a good idea. Look, all right, yeah. I'll do it. You talk right, me into right. it. Cool. Well, uh, I definitely put all those in the uh, the show notes, uh, Lisa, so people can check Thank that out. You. And of course they may hear about you in other ways as well um but uh thank you for coming on the podcast this has been really fun thanks for having me you are gonna stay on for a little bit uh longer and you have a uh creepy fun story story, spooky story so that is always awesome and that is something for uh the bigfoot society after dark section of the patreon so if you want to hear that uh you can help support the uh patreon the podcast for five dollars a month and you get access to that a lot more. What but a bargain. It's a super bargain. Almost as much a bargain as uh, anything that Cryptic Comforts has. So check that out. Nice but, segue uh, there. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks again for listening, listeners. And thank you again, Lisa, for coming on. And thank you. We'll see you next week, guys. What a super fun podcast episode with Lisa Russell from Cryptid Comforts. Again, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, everyone go on over, follow her on Instagram, check out her Etsy profile, uh, all the cool items over there, all the plushy moth man and West Virginia grafting monsters that you can, you can ever want. Uh, again, thanks so much for coming on and, uh, man, it's about to get a little wild on the Bigfoot Society podcast. So you never know who's going to come up next. In fact, neither do I. Yeah, I do, but it's a secret. Or is it? It's pretty laid out. Anyways, um, also, um, if you're looking for a cool... Th- this is going to be an ad, guys. Like, uh, <laughs> Hey, check this out. If you like uh, cryptid-themed objects, why not get a box of them every month? Uh, you can do that with Cryptid Crate. Uh, just uh, go to the URL... BigfootSocietyPodcast.com forward slash cryptid crate. Uh, if you get a subscription uh, from that URL, then it helps support the podcast. Uh, also, if you use the code Bigfoot Society, B I G F O O T S O C I E T Y, all caps, get 10% off the first month of any new subscription to the uh, cryptid crate. Uh, you get a lot of cool stuff in there. A new box every month, and you get everything from, like, some. sometimes you get a shirt, you get a DVD, you get a book, you get a sticker. You never know what you're going to get, but it's going to have an awesome uh, something to do with cryptids and cryptozoology. So go ahead, check out my uh, my buds, my pals over at uh, Cryptid Crate. It's BigfootSocietyPodcast.com forward slash Cryptid Crate. I also want to take a few minutes to... Uh, thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Uh, we have Surfetes, uh, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch. We have Greg Morrill from the Indiana Road Trio. We have Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands. We have Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project Podcast. Uh, 
newly on iTunes and other uh, podcast venues. So check it out. Um, And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, Go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at BigfootSociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot.Society at Bigfoot.Society. And if you've got a story to tell and it's related to cryptozoology or the unknown, don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at Bigfoot Society. I'd love to uh, share your story with the world. Let's uh, get it squatchy. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.